another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Welcome back to the show uh, here on Zoom. Uh, I haven't interviewed anyone in four months, and I'm really excited to keep the show moving forward. Had been um, hesitant for the with the idea for some time because I didn't want to ruin the authenticity of interviewing people um, in person, but considering we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last and that it's probably, you know, there's no telling. Uh, I figured that uh, got to adapt, got to work with what we have. So uh, joining me uh, for the first guest uh, today that I'm very, very fortunate to uh, have with me here uh, is an activist, an artist, an advocate, a stylist. She's a lot of things. Um, and she's worked with a lot of different organizations, including Human Rights Campaign, Diverse and Resilient, uh, Public Allies, um, lots of stuff that you're going to eventually have to tell me everything. So, El Halo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, and I'm excited to be your first guest. Um, coming back, um, we were scheduled to, to be able to sit down um, in person before the pandemic began, and um, um, it's wonderful to be with you virtually, so. Yeah, yeah, I, like, and that was a thing, like, I, at first, like, when the pandemic started, I was like, oh, this will probably last, like, oh, a couple weeks, it won't be a big deal, like, all, everyone will be able to, like, you know, get back on everything in no time, but that was almost five months ago, and we're still, you know, still here, so, um, yeah, I, uh, had a good talk with my therapist and he convinced me that I need this. <laughs> and honestly, the community needs this. The world needs. We all need it. We, we do. All we all need, we, everyone needs to be heard right now, uh, because a lot of us are going through so many changes right now. But, um, anyway, so to start, Elle, how was your day today? Still good. <laughs> What'd you do? Um, I went to the nail shop. Um, went to some friends, not really much. Else. A little chilly today, a little mm -hmm. breezy. Check some emails. Pretty cold today, and uh, yeah. it was the first day I didn't have to touch my AC in like so long, which was nice. I'm not ready for it to be cold. <laughs> I'm not are ready for it. <laughs> are you thriving right now in this yeah. summer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yes, doing my best to thrive, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel you. And, you know, the yeah. cold is just, it's not conducive to my wardrobe. It's just not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I hear you. I just, you just feel like, when you, when you can just, like, go outside comfortably, just in what you prefer to wear, like, you know, you're just a lot happier. The cold just, uh, once it sets in, like, I just get so much less motivated to do anything, you know? Um, as, like, a, like, self-care thing I started doing uh, with my work during, like, stay at home, I, um, I started, like, just going outside every day, um, like, whenever I got up and just doing like all my work and stuff outside and just doing it sitting in my yard. So um, that's been nice. And, you know, just definitely, you know, I think we all just kind of was 
especially like being up here in a northern state and with the cold being so rigid sometimes. But, um, you know, I think we all just was kind of hoping the summer last forever. Um, and kind of because of the pandemic and that we can at least, you know what I mean, have the outdoors to be able to, you know what I mean, not be in just enclosed spaces. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that definitely affects us kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. I've been going on like a lot of, cause you know I, you know, cause of social distancing, obviously, like you can't just like hit up like ten of your friends and hang out. So a lot of times, like you know, I just get stir crazy. So like I try to go on a walk at least like once a day. Like just even if it's around the block with my headphones in, like just something to soak up some you know some sun and uh maybe uh you know see some cute dogs who knows anyway so um so l what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love fe- love and fear passion and creativity and um we uh so we like i don't believe we've ever met like in person but like we've been connected on social media for a while and like um, we have some mutual friends um of which, uh, you know, may have been on the show before, some, you know, might be on the show eventually, but um, I've been following a lot of your activism work. And uh, as I said, mentioned earlier, like I'm a big supporter of a lot of the organizations you've been involved in, Public Allies does fantastic work. Um, and then Diverse and Resilient, uh, I live not too far away from it. And um, it's a very wonderful resource. Um, I've gotten tested yeah. there. Um, my good friend, uh, uh, Miss Gluttony Sin works there. Does Gluttony Sin still work there? Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Gluttony yes. Sin. I'm gonna say yes. Um, well, we, we did kind of make the last minute decision to uh, sip some drinks. So uh, can you tell me what you got here? Okay, I got some Verde, <laughs> some um, Verde Rosé. Um, I've been, like, sipping on her from yesterday. <laughs> but um, um, Verde is, like, my, I don't know, it's, like, my favorite little wine. Um, and it just tastes really, really sweet and nice. Um, and, you know, they have different flavors. And I like this rosé wine, um, and still my favorite is just the original. And I call it my little Jesus wine. It's the little wine from the Last Supper because it just tastes so sweet. It's just like perfect. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like some wine. It's some wine that was sipped at some historical event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking the uh, classic um, River West. Uh, favorite uh the hams <laughs> you know uh, it's um i tried really hard because like i I just drink it because it's so cheap and uh, you can get a 30 rack from pick and save for like less than 14 bucks um but i tried so hard to like because i drank hams on the show so much to try to get like a sponsor <laughs> and i like dm them on, no i drink your beer so much for this show please sponsor me they never responded they didn't even open it so well, maybe another beer will sponsor me one day who knows 
But um, that way, no. So, um, so L, uh, I guess to start with, like talking about your um, background a little bit. So you grew up in Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I'm from Milwaukee. Um, I've been a resident of Summer Park for 15-ish years. Uh, what were you interested in um, when you were younger, when you were a kid? Like, because I know that like you're an artist as well as an activist. So, like, what what did you want to do when you were younger? Thank you. Um, I love this question. Um, I definitely have always um, thought that I would be a teacher. Um, and that's, and not necessarily like a teacher in like a colonized way of being an adult, but of being an educator. Um, and for me, those things are definitely like things that I try to still carry in my work and that's the way that I see myself in the work is as an educator um, and so as a peer educator and so I definitely again thought I would be a teacher but um, my whole like life and upbringing was definitely formed with a lot of extracurricular programming and being like a program kid like I was a theater nerd and um, you know, quirky and artistic and weird, <laughs> and I wrote and I and I write and I sing, um, and so definitely being in choirs, participating in theater programs, um, and then being in Sherman Park um, and getting involved with Mary Ryan Boys and Girls Club um, as a young person, and just being able to be connected with all of the different resources and the programming opportunities that they had available to us um, at that time. And I had a great mentor, her name's Amanda, um, Amanda Laval, and I had a great mentor and um, she really did her best to support me and my friends. Um, and um, we had like a first time piloted food justice program um and we had we brought a we brought a theater program called project Nonviolence to the boys and girls clubs for like three four years um and i was youth of the year there at mary ryan boys and girls club and so just so many opportunities um and that was a scholarship opportunity for me um and so just those things my mom is a minister um, again, being in choirs, being in church community, um, those are all things that I've grown up with and having other um, ministering people in my family. Um, so those are the things and the values that I grew up with. Um, and something else that I like to talk about more specifically is me as a writer and me as a learner um, and the ways in which I serve community at this time um in my life are kind of like based around something that in black culture and something that in my personal life has been a resounding thing like at since being a child till now i have always been in my family and in my community and in, in the lives of people around me been a person that's able to 
digest information and be able to share that with people um, and to be able to do that in a in a effective way um, and so like literally like having adults look to me as a child to be able to explain different logistical pro logistical processes and the ways that systems and structures work um, and my mom also I grew up like kind of caretaking to my mom um, and you know what I mean more at different times um, in her health journey and she's had a health battle and a lot of that was what we now know as the concept of like in medical mistrust of doctors not believing black women when they're having symptoms of different things um but specifically like diabetic nerve pain and other conditions that she was enduring during those times she had to advocate for herself without language without system without people believing her without even necessarily always having the support of our family um and so those are things um that form me and so i think that this all definitely related to how i serve now um so yeah yeah absolutely. yeah <laughs> thank you for sharing all that um yeah um it definitely sounds like you had a a fixation on a lot of things like a lot of different things at once and i think that you know like it's great to not put yourself in a box from a young age, definitely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I guess like growing, growing into like some of the um, activism and roles that you started uh, serving as you got older, like um, how did you start getting involved in things um, like beyond like high school? Um, I worked in retail um, as a stylist and as a um, women's fashion and apparel retail worker for about eight years um, as an adult. And when I began my transition um, as a transgender woman, um, like going on six years ago, um, I got connected with um, my mentor, Rodney Grace, at from Diverse Resilient. Um, and we I began to go to diverse for resources and became a part a member of Shiva, which is Sisters Helping Each Other Battle Adversity, which is our Black Trans Women Support Program at Diverse and Resilient. Um, about three years later, I applied for and became a member of our statewide action planning group for HIV and AIDS of Wisconsin, which is our state HIV um, board. And this past year, I was um, nominated and became the first transgender woman to be um, the community culture elect of that group. Um, and I, the last summer, became um, a board member of Diverse and Resilient. Um, and to be um, a person that was invited into to that level of leadership um, directly from community and directly um, from impacted populations 
um, by the organization's work. And um, also, anyway, <laughs> and then, okay. And so it kind of like messing up the timeline, but um, two years ago, I became a Milwaukee Public Allies, Public Ally, and um, this year I'm a Milwaukee Public Allies Fellow. I'm an Inclusion Health Program Specialist at Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. Um, and then, um, <laughs> I do, um, I'm a member of our Inclusive Restroom Working Group for the Equal Rights Commission of Milwaukee, um, where we're passing, um, we're building um, new city ordinances and building codes so that future buildings owned by the city and all current buildings will have to be modified into having all gender neutral um, and more accessible um, restroom facilities for everyone. And so the how I think is just definitely, I think sometimes what gets lost in what I particularly do because I'm not just housed at one particular organization right now necessarily, um, is that these relationships with these organizations are natural for me. Um, they are organizations that I've been to for services, that I've given referrals to, that I've um, worked with in some type of other collaboration, that I know and have specific people that I trust um, a part of them. Um, and it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a faith-based relationship um, and people allow me to be and lead and inspire people um, the best ways that I know how, um, and that's something I have to fight to be able to do as well, um, and something I have to fight to be able to be paid to do, something I have to fight to be able to maintain and um, balance with my own personal life and struggles as a Black transgender woman, as a young Black transgender woman in Milwaukee. I think for people that want to get into more um, into advocacy spaces um, is two things, two tips I just could say, um, is look into the resources and the things that you are already connected with. Like I said, these relationships um, definitely took years and years and years to develop, of course, but with organizations, but um, they're natural. Like I already, like what I found out in my public allies journey and learning is that um, I already had access to all of the things that I didn't, that I thought I didn't. Um, and all of the the resources and the grants and the the applications and the ability to navigate those things for myself, I already had all that. Um, and so, you know what I mean? It just took for those things to be activated within me. Um, and also that you need to enter spaces again as a as a student um, and as an observer and as a learner, um, even when you're in an impacted community. Um, and I think that that can only foster a better understanding in the relationship um, and in you being able to advocate in the ways that you want to and not the ways that are narrated for us. That's a, I love the way you ended that. That's a really good way to put it for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it sounds like it was kind of like, um, like sort of like one opportunity sort of you know, leads to the next sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that eases things in the movements 
and opportunities and spaces that you know what I mean you become a part of not necessarily for accolade or not necessarily for recognition for yourself like you know what I mean I don't do I don't like do you know what I mean anything for recognition I do it because you know what I'm saying I need help <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. like I yeah. need the help I need the resources I need the things that don't exist for women like myself, you know, yeah. uh, and I know that my sisters and my family and, you know what I mean, their families and the people that they're loving and taking care of need those things too. So I guess, so we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Diverse and Resilient. I was wondering if you would be, if you'd like to share a little bit about like what Diverse and Resilient is for those who don't know and like what makes it such a important uh, part of our community? Um, I think that, well, first of all, Diversity Resilient is a wonderful testing and prevention agency. Um, again, it's somewhere that I go to for services, I have been to for services and resources, um, including Shiva, including the different wonderful events that they plan and are a part of um, all of the time and the things that all of the staff and all of the board members and all of the people do to um, build that community. Um, and I would say that that's what makes it a good part of our overall community is just um, the way that they allow the services to grow, the vision to grow, the, um, and their commitment to um, inclusivity, I think, yeah. um, is something admirable for organization. And um, I think that, you know, for me, it's for me, it's not like you know what I mean. Like for me, I have to step into talking about it as an organization. This is home for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's family to me. Um, and you know what I mean. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be the woman I am now without um, the resources I've gotten um, from being a part of that family and without the ladies of our group Sheba. So um, that's how I look at it. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, you know, and, you know, I was just, it's just a, it's a bunch of people that just, I don't know, I don't really know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but they just all, I don't know, I think it's the power of a collected positive intention mm -hmm. uh, and just to be able to hold space and to create spaces for people in this crazy time we're in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah, for sure. Um, that makes total sense. Um, big shout out to Diverse and Resilient. Um, <laughs> They're, I don't know if they're still doing it, but for a while at least, they were doing like the free testing on Tuesdays. Uh, they, for... um, I, I believe testing is still um, somewhat suspended right now, um, but um, they are definitely available to connect to for resources around that um, if they aren't doing it exactly right now. Um, but they will be making plans to do that um and they have been 
really supporting the marches during this time um, and some of the events and just giving the space for safety to the staff um, and to the participants and people um, that would normally come to the building um, and just, you know, keeping it, you know what I mean? Yep. Doing their work. <laughs> so, right. You know, yeah. um, but I don't, I don't believe testing is happening right now, but it normally would. Um, and then they have a prep clinic um, with Vibrant Health. Um, prep is pre-exposure prophylaxis. Um, and you know what I mean? I'm a member of that clinic and they have lots of other wonderful resources and room to be safe. Um, and so, you know what I mean? They're definitely still doing things. And then we definitely um, have our they have a wonderfully um, newly developed peer support support specialist program there. So um, there are definitely things still happening with um, the closures that are affecting all of us. But uh, you know, they've definitely been a big supporter of us directly as people connected again to that diverse resilient family and uh, of a lot of the events and marches and giving the space for the staff to be able to be a part of those as well. For sure, totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and um, so you mentioned Sheba a couple times. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about Sheba and um, what is it, what it stands for again? Sheba is Sisters Helping Each Other Battle Adversity. Okay. Um, and we have been a group for 15 years. I have been, again, a member for about five years. Um, and, you know, um, we have bi-weekly meetings. Um, those are being held on Zoom during this time. We are a resource for all Black trans women um, in this city, um, in Milwaukee. And it's amazing. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's amazing in terms of it's amazing um, Organizationally, it's amazing that we are the immensely diverse, incredible, powerful group, this amazing group of women, of mothers and sisters and caretakers and educators and teachers and providers and, um, you know what I mean, of my sisters. And so, you know, again, for me, it's something I believe that has made me safer in my transition and being with them and being a part of this group and being with those women um, is something that I feel has affirmed me. It's um, something that I feel um, is necessary. And I think it's, you know what I mean? Just personally talking, I, I, I feel like it's religious when trans people get together <laughs> and, and, and share a space um, and share in trans-only spaces or um, Black trans spaces. Um, and you know what I mean? It's a rarity and it's the only group that's specifically like ours for Black trans women in the Midwest. Um, it's incredibly special to me. I try to talk about them in every space that I'm in. Um, again, I'm not staff at Diverse Resilient, um, but you know what I mean? Sheba is my heart. Um, I'm not the leader 
of our group, we are equals, we are sisters. There are women that are mothers to me in the group. Um, and you know what I mean? That we all deserve to be celebrated and to be uplifted and they deserve the types of support um, and mentorship and investment that I get to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, we face particular dangers and we face them head first and we face them fearlessly and we face them um, with everything we got. Um, and again, we need networks and resources and people and support and like there's nothing that I do in my advocacy work or career, <laughs> excuse me, that <clears throat> people don't help me to do. Um, there's nothing that I do. Um, and so, you know, I just always want to promote people just, you know, getting to know the ladies themselves, reaching out, supporting the group, donating to the group. Um, however they can. Um, how, how do folks get involved? So is it mostly in the form of meetings and stuff or? Um, it's only for black trans women. Um, and so any black trans woman can contact diversity and get involved um, that way. Um, and um, anyone who would like to donate or send resources or connect with us can definitely like connect with me on my Facebook, El Halo. Um, I manage our Sheba page, our Sheba um, Sisters Helping Each Other by the Diversity Facebook page. Um, and um, you can definitely reach out to the staff at Diversity Resilient. Um, yeah, Faith Turner and Osha Powers. I hope I just said her last name right. But yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and so for, for, you know, for any of the ways or to see, you know, what we have going on, um, we do have and look for um, different speakers to come in and speak with us, um, have trainings and sessions with us. Um, we're working with a black um, woman therapist. Um, I have been working with her for like going on two years. Um, and that's a wonderful resource. That's been something that I definitely have taken advantage of myself. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and I'll certainly be posting links so folks Thank can you. donate and support. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, um, so you, uh, if I did my research correctly, you had something, was it a blog called Coffee and Coke? Yeah. Um, I'm not really active on it right now. Oh, yeah. I haven't really been for like at least like a year, oh. but um, I love like blogging and social media stuff. Like my my page, um, just as a side note, Ben, I want to make like I want to take like all of my content like off of Facebook and turn it into a website, um, oh, yeah. like an advocacy and, and consulting website. Uh, I love like I just like actually like that doing it like the little nerdy part of me like I actually like doing it. Um, but I do run our Sheba page, um, and that's something that I've definitely tried to curate and build into its own specific, unique, um, one-of-a-kind resource. Um, and I have one-of-a-kind networking and connections with leading national advocates um, and resources and organizations for Black trans people. Um, and you know what I mean? I'm constantly, I, I manage that page 
24 hours a day. Like I'm into their page um, and am looking for content for it um, and opportunities from jobs to housing resources here in the city to food resources here in the city to um, workshops, um, you know what I mean? Articles, national pieces, pop culture pieces, um, you know what I mean? Affirming quotes, affirming fans and different things. So it's definitely a unique resource and I really want people to engage with the page more um, as a way to support Sheba and as a way to, to just, you know what I mean? Share out that information um, and be able to share the different posts that are directly from us as well. For sure, yeah. Oh, that, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> that goes back to your love of writing um, yeah. that you talked about earlier. Yeah, um, it does. Writing it is real I, fun. Um, and I've had some opportunities um, over the last like two years to um, deliver some speeches um, and be able to become a more skilled public speaker in that way. Um, but also to write articles um, and write some pieces about myself and about my work and to be quoted um, from my writing. So those are all, those have all been exciting. Um, and yeah. So I definitely want to start exploring my own creative ways um, to advocate. Um, including using my writing more in that way as a utility, like as opposed to, um, and perhaps even more so now in the pandemic, as opposed to being physically present in a space, um, to have the writing there, to have the writing exist and to be shared. Um, and I wanna use like photography more um, and like modeling or my beauty and presentation more. Um, I actually wanna like really start delving into um, work around decolonizing presentation for all of us um, and for decolonizing presentation in terms of the gender binary and um, definitely for transgender people and non-binary people. Um, I want to do more faith inclusion work um, and I've done some of that in collaboration with Zhao and KE Church, which is a trans affirming. Shout church. out Zhao. Yeah, yes, they're great yes, folks. Thank you I love them. Um, they have definitely been incredible, <laughs> incredible supporters of, of myself personally and of my work um, and of Sheba um, and just so many different things. And again, um, another wonderful organization that's been supporting the marches. Um, and so I definitely want to move in those ways more and like, you know, try to use like modeling and music and photography and those different things um, to just promote positive messages and body positivity and sex positivity and um, sexual liberation fans. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, just all yeah. the things that you know what I mean? We're programmed not to be able to represent. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, one thing I also like to tell people is all the things that people say we can't be, we already are those things. Mm. I already am. You know what I mean? And not in a not in 
like a superficial way, but the things that we even are, that we tell ourselves that we can't, you know what I'm saying? We already are those things. Like I already am a singer. I already am a writer. I already am a public speaker. Um, and you know what I mean? Mm. A centered leadership person <laughs> at this time, but you know, um, I just want to explore those things more for myself. Um, and just be more creative about the things that I'm doing. Absolutely. And have um, fun and live. Oh, and yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, retweet. Um, I love what you said there about how you're already all those things that society told you you can't be. And, mm-hmm. like, that's definitely, like, a direct... Uh, implication of capitalism and how it makes us like doubt what we can be because we don't think we like we think we have to conform to societal norms in order to be successful and like mm-hmm. um, and that's something like you know all of us are still like we have to undo because it's so like indoctrinated in us but yeah like mm-hmm. if you sing if you want to write if you want to journal if you want to oh, do something simple dance. Like, yeah dance Minister, right. make poetry create stuff create art carpentry architecture yeah yeah design buildings <laughs> damn it tattoo artists yeah your stuff yeah. Hey, podcast right here. You podcast, know? you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, know when you have a we have a gift, we have something to share. You know what I mean? It's 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 in you to be able to share it. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I believe. And another thing that I believe in terms of like serving in the ways that I serve, a lot of the things that I do are volunteer based and are things that I do um again for this those relationships that I have and not necessarily for recognition um, and not necessarily equitably in terms of being paid to do them. Um, and so one thing that my mom taught me is, I, I, is again, about me like starving in the ways that I start. Um, one thing that my mom taught me is I don't, I don't believe it's possible for anyone to live a good life unless they're helping other people. Um, I think that that's a part of the human experience uh, and possibly the most important part. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, that, that community service, that community camp, that, that communion with people um, and with a positive intent is um, crucial for living any type of good life. Um, yeah. So, uh, speaking of art, L, uh, what's that uh, behind you, that little uh, poster yeah. thing? Well, it's funny because he just wrote me, too. Um, my friend Paul made this wonderful little folk flag um, symbol. And Beautiful. Yeah, and so we used, um, we used a couple of them in our, in our photo shoot we did for Black Lives Matter, uh, well, Sheba for Black Lives Matter um, earlier this summer. Um, and so it's just really nice. He came about it to me today. So. 
Shout out Paul. Yeah. Big shout out to Paul. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, if he, there's a lot of wonderful things happening, um, and he's um, donating the money from that um, project. Cool. A lot of wonderful things, including art um, that have been happening. So, yeah. So, so you said you're. Um, so, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. What, what were you saying? That are really exciting. That's it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, definitely. So uh, you mentioned that uh, you sing. Um, do you write music? Um, I write. I really write like in a free kind of form. Um, and I also write like fiction, like <laughs> like quirky queer science fiction. <laughs> oh yeah. But um. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's super but, uh, cool. It's just it's just funny to me. But uh, and like and 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 like um prose and poetry um and again just kind of using those things more um in my advocacy um but I want uh, I want to explore music more um and singing and recording and um definitely trying it and not allowing myself to just be afraid um, of how I'll be judged or received and just, you know, moving into more of being an artist and wanting to um, share that and share my voice. Um, and like, if anybody, like, if you know me, you know what I'm saying, I walk around with my speaker playing, blasting like all day long. Um, like literally like out of my purse bin and like <laughs> uh, I have to have music around me like if I don't have my speaker playing I definitely like while you're talking to me I have my earphones in but um, I have to have music all of the time as something it's like an internal just an internal thing um, and so anyone that knows me knows that I would just you know what I mean sing whenever I feel like it and however the spirit moves me. And so, um, you know, I definitely have always wanted to, again, do that. Um, and it's definitely something that I've just been afraid to do. And um, I've been just like singing casually on my Facebook Live and people have been really responding to it um, and watching them. And I'm really been kind of surprised. Um, and have even started to reach out to me for some things as an artist, which are new and exciting and intimidating, but yeah, totally. I am all for the speaker blasting, hundred percent. Love it. Uh, well, that's exciting. I mean, um, I am a big music guy, so uh, if you ever uh, have stuff out, let me know. Okay. Love to hear. Thank you. Good. Yeah, of course. So uh, the last question I wanted to talk about. Um, so, um, so definitely like 2020 has been monumental in the people's revolution and, and just like how much people have been, you know, like all the marches are still going on to this day. And like, you know, Black Lives Matter has just, you know, become a worldwide movement that has, you know, like made this year one we will never forget. Um, so, um, it's been a long and very, um, you know, it's, it's been a very like empowering summer 
uh, to for people to get involved in the revolution. Um, I guess, like, what do you um, what do you want to see uh, as the rest of 2020? I know everyone's saying 2020 is like like all the shit's going on and good and bad, you know. But like, what do you want to see in the in the months to come? Like, what do you want to see from uh, the revolution happening here in Milwaukee? Um, I mean, the top thing <laughs> is definitely um, the election, November 3rd, and getting 45 the fuck out of office. That is yeah. definitely the number one major topest thing, okay? Yeah. Um, as far as closing out a year that is memorable for all of the wrong reasons. Um, so, that's that. In terms of Milwaukee, um, I'd like to see us go back down in terms of our pandemic rate. I'd like to see us have and follow our our mask mandate. I'd like to see us, you know what I mean, um, beginning to prosper. I would like to see the movement that we've seen with the marches transition into supporting Black businesses and Black advocates and Black artists directly um, and really doing the work uh, as a consumer, as a supporter, as an ally to, to, to connect with those people um, and to make sure that they have what they need to to support other people and to support this, these communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely like to see everyone be there at the end of 2020. Um, I saw um, a mentor of mine, Miss Erica, put one day a quote, we're saying apart, you know what I mean, the ways that we can right now to so that everyone is there when we get to all come back outside. Um, and so they're already, aren't they already aren't um i would like to see us have a plan to lower the black maternal morbidity rate in wisconsin um and in milwaukee i would like to see us do more for our youth um and for youth homelessness and hunger at this time um in our city um and in building community support for the transition into virtual learning that the the kids are going to need. And so those things um, and continuing to be able to provide resources and programming, but in a safe way um, for everyone. Um, And I'd like to see us acknowledge some things and start to collectively move towards building a bigger bridge in this community um, for queer community and for um, safety um, and for us to become, you know what I mean, a place that's known for having an inclusive community and not having our conservatives history yeah definitely uh very that very that 
Um, yeah, those, those are all spectacular things. I also hope we envision as a community as well. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, for real, like that's, that is great food for thought. It's weird to think it's already August. Um, you know, this year has just been so chaotic, but well, uh, I think uh, we uh, did some great work here today. Uh, it was great. It's been great to get to know you, L. Like I was, you know, looking forward to this, and because I, I mean, I, I know you have a mural and everything now, so I was like, I can't wait to like actually talk to you. So and hear about just how, like, what all this work means to you. So, um, as we close out, mural release events. Look out for that. Um, Look out for our Black Women Telling um, Our Stories project, um, which has been like a fundraising donation-based project um, for a lot of the leading women activists in the city. Um, and it's something that we're going to develop into an interview and historical archive um, for the city at this time. Um, and you know, just continue to support me, support my Facebook, and support um, the different events and things that I'm a part of. I'm going to be doing a panel on a group discussion on defunding the police um, on August 15th. This this weekend, um, I'm going to be giving a keynote speech for the Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. If you air this this week, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry about uh, all these editing groupers, but uh, oh, no worries. No you know, worries. Uh, yeah, and you know, just definitely continue to support Freedom Diversity um, and Public Allies as well. So. We love to see it. Um, so as we close out, I ask everyone the same two questions as we end. Um, so Elle, tell me what keeps you up at night? My safety and the safety of my kids and women like myself and of all women and how and the unfairness that if something happens to myself or to a woman like me that it's automatically written off as something to do with drugs as something to do with um like a trans panic defense um, when in fact we're women and we have domestic violence, the people that are killing trans women are not strangers. They're people in our families. They're people in our home neighborhoods. They're people that have seen us before. They're people that have engaged with us before um, and perhaps didn't get whatever reaction that they wanted um, and put us in whatever situation following that. Um, and it's the reality of that and the weight of that and the trauma and the anxiety um, and depression and dysphoria that myself and all Black trans women have to deal with. Um, is that, again, there is no work equity for us. It's, again, that there is no real um, mainstream visualized identity for us, for us to align ourselves with um, in a positive way. Um, 
it's the exclusion um, and the examination we have to endure from strangers and from our families and people that are close to us as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what puts you to sleep at night? Rachel Maddow. <laughs> <laughs> my dad my dad loves Rachel Maddow. So we have Rachel Maddow in the house on all the time. So yeah. something 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 real real liberal like, you know. But yeah. no. Um um my faith, my mom, um, my family, um, the love and messages and support and gifts and all the beautiful ways that people um, show me love and support, um, and the fight, the fight does. Um, you know, I gotta get my beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. gotta get my beauty sleep for the next right. day. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep going. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I gotta keep going. Um, that's yeah, that's I'm real a Self care person, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, sure. but you know. All of the above, all of the above. Well, um, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for all the wonderful work that you do. Like I um, will be definitely encouraging everyone who views this to support um, the organizations. And uh, yeah, like just all the love to you because that like, you know, like I really, really admire who you are as a leader and just like um yeah it's just it's been great to get to know you so um so thank you again l um so uh thank you for watching mr nice guy everybody um we will be uh supporting diverse and resilient supporting sheba supporting public allies all of the above and uh stay tuned for black women telling their stories Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. And uh, yeah, we will we'll be keeping tabs on on that. So thank you. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>